Well, I might as well get to it. Ladies and gentlemen, you have now come to the right place. It's time for the late night snack. That's where the drums kick in, because we're serious and we're ready to podcast. You're professionals. We can create a perfect world in our heads. Hey guys, welcome back to the Late Night Snack. It is your host, Maddie Sebastian, back for episode 22. I am super excited to be hosting the podcast by myself today. It feels a little weird, but Dawson is doing some really important studying and test taking for finals, and I wanted to give him a chance to focus on that for a second. So I said, hey, you did a solo episode a couple weeks ago. I can do one too. And it is already proving to be a lot harder than I expected it to be. Um, This is actually my third time re-recording the first, like, two minutes because I keep getting to the two-minute mark and then realizing that I don't know how to do this by myself, which is kind of hilarious because during quarantine, I thought that I was going to start a podcast by myself. Um, This is back when Dawson and I were just buddies, and I literally put a thing on my Instagram story, and I was like, should I start a podcast, and what should it be about? And Dawson voted yes and swiped up and was like, yeah, you should do it. You're so funny. Which, honestly, at that time, I still said to him, like, that's the biggest honor I could ever get from you because I think you're the funniest person alive. And now I'm dating him, which is so cute. But even back then, he was like, you should totally do it. Which I thought meant that I have both the confidence, the hilarious personality, and just the ability to record an entire 20-minute podcast by myself And I'm just not sure that that's true, but we are testing the waters today. So hopefully you don't mind that D money is missing from this episode, even though we all know he is the best part of this podcast. So hopefully I won't disappoint. Um, We're going to cover a couple fun things. You know, if it's a solo Maddie episode or, you know, a girl episode, we're going to be talking reality TV that I'm into, just shows I'm into in general. Probably going to have a couple Instagram polls this week. And of course, lots of hilarious news. We're going to be missing Dawson's hilarious commentary, but that's okay. Um, He, I'm sure, will have lots of hilarious things to say when he listens to this back, and I'll let you know what he says. First, though, for news stories is a pretty exciting one. We talked about trying to do this one last week, but we just had too many stories to fit it into the episode. So it's going in this week's episode. I know Dawson will be disappointed that he doesn't get to speak on this one because... He was pretty excited about this story. But today's first wacky, odd news story is one about a Massachusetts driver who is avoiding a squirrel and crashed into the historic home, a historic home, built by Abraham Lincoln's ancestor. That is just a bad night for that person. Um, I will send or post the pictures of this on our Instagram story, but it was a teenage driver in Massachusetts who was swerving and hit this historic home. He, They were called to the Samuel Lincoln Cottage is what it's called. If you're in the area, maybe you, you know what that's about. He was driving a 2014 Audi Q7, which is also hilarious because my like dream car is an Audi Q5 or Q7. I really want one. Um, so, you know, if Audi hears this and is thinking about, you know, gifting me that vehicle, I would, you know, be more than excited about it. But I just think it's really funny that that's what he was driving. I'm looking at this picture and, you know, think, rethinking all of my choices about that car. But he, you know, drove 
off the side of the road, over the sidewalk, and into the front of the house. Which, if you're looking at this picture, really doesn't look like an easy thing to do. Like, I'm very curious as to how this played out. I just, I have a feeling there was more than just swerving to avoid a squirrel in this situation by looking at the picture, but, you know, I'll get your guys' opinion. It says, half of the vehicle ended up inside the cottage. Residents who were nearby at the time, or who were inside the cottage, were not injured. The driver was issued a citation for failing to stay inside marked lanes. Um, And the photos were released by the police. Oh my gosh. This is like a bad, the fact there's no injuries is honestly a blessing. Because this was kind of a bad crash. Apparently the homeowners were still asleep in their upstairs bedroom at the time of the incident. They removed the vehicle from the cottage. Apparently Samuel Lincoln was Abraham Lincoln's great-grandfather. The cottage was located down the street from the Samuel Lincoln house, which is also built by relatives of the president. So hopefully they're able to like rebuild that, but that's just really kind of hilarious to me that that's where that person landed. And I wish Dawson was here to offer all of his hilarious input. More New England news for you. A Maryland man reels in a 301-pound swordfish after an eight-hour struggle. Now, this this isn't the normal kind of odd news we like to cover on the show. This story is uh, dedicated to my best friend, Emily. We've had her on the podcast once, but she has recently picked up the hobby of fishing. And can't say it's a hobby I will be picking up, but her boyfriend and her have been fishing. And I think it's really cute. I could definitely understand being into fishing if my boyfriend was into it. It's like some quality time. You're just hanging out. But a couple weeks ago when I was home, they tried to take me fishing with them. And it just was not... It, I didn't catch anything. They were like, we're going to catch you a big fish. And you're going to love fishing. And you're going to want to come out with us. Um, but it just really ended us ended up with us not catching anything and all being super hangry. So I can't say that I'll be picking up fishing. But this story made me think of Emily because over the 4th of July, Emily caught what her and her friends like to call an absolute hog, which I think is hilarious. But she caught like a 42-inch pike. I will post a picture on Instagram. But I just can't imagine her with her luck like she this would be her situation this is the largest fish i've ever seen in my entire life it looks like a shark like i honestly think that if i tried to reel this in i would freak out because i would think it's a shark um that's really the part of fishing that i don't do well with is like the catching um and like the taking it off the hook part the touching of the fish i'm really not into um pretty much all of the aspects of fishing that you have to enjoy to enjoy fishing aren't really my thing but Emily now you know she's got to go out there and try to she found out that the pike she caught was not the biggest one caught on the lake someone else had caught in like a 44 inch one I think so she was super close to breaking the record but she didn't so she's gonna have to try again also sorry if you guys hear weird noises in the background they decided that they were gonna like cut down a bunch of tree limbs in front of my house today So I literally haven't been able to leave the house because they're doing it, like, over my front walkway and right in front of my car. So hopefully if they decide to knock down the tree, they're going to let me know to move my vehicle. But right now we're just kind of in limbo, waiting to see what happens with that. Um, But if you hear, like, machinery noises in the background, that would be why. Unfortunately, I'm not blessed with fantastic equipment here like I usually am with Dawson. But 
he is getting, we're all getting settled back into school soon. We're going to have a really great studio space and we're going to get back on our grind with weekly recording. And I'm just super excited for, you know, everything to kick off. It's our senior year, so it'll be good. I'm totally off on a tangent now. Basically, back to the Maryland man in the 301 pound swordfish. Um, basically, the Maryland Department of Natural Resources, it, the guy was only 36. He was participating in the Big Fish Classic Tournament in Ocean City and uh, hooked a swordfish about 50 miles offshore, Washington Canyon. I don't know if anyone cares about those details. But basically, he caught this fish. He was the first record holder for catching a swordfish in the Atlantic Division at this fish. I literally cannot talk. This is why I shouldn't be allowed to host the podcast by myself. So this has been literally like 10 minutes episode of me talking about fishing, which I know nothing about. So speaking of other things that you can find in the water, I grew up in Michigan. Um, For those of you who don't know, um, I love the lake. It's a big part of my life. And what we always say about the lake is no salt, no sharks, no worries. You can find a t-shirt with that on it in any beach town in Michigan. But the thing that I've never been worried about, you know, I've never had to be worried about sharks and I never had to worry about alligators. Like gators were always a Florida thing my whole life. Like it was never a worry of mine in Michigan until I read this story today that a public works employee captured an alligator in a Michigan pond. So I really don't know how that happened. Um, I guess a guy who worked at the Stanton Department of Public Works said he was observing sewage ponds in the southern part of the city when he saw a turtle walk into one, closely followed by an alligator. Um, he, like, took a double take. He, like, didn't even believe it. And honestly, neither would I. Um, I guess he wrangled the gator into a cooler, and they took custody of the reptile and took it to a zoo. Um, but it says this at origins of the alligator are still unknown, and he... Suggested that maybe the creature had been a pet abandoned by its owner. But, like, I just think that's crazy. Like, what if that gator found another gator in the wild and now we're going to have gators in Michigan? That's just not something that I want to deal with. It also brings me back, it really brings me back to the uh, Tiger King era when we learned about all these people who were, you know, having exotic pets. And I just don't understand why people who pay the money to own these exotic pets when they don't want them anymore they just are like oh I'll just release it into the wild that just makes no sense to me because you know that there aren't gators in Michigan so why would your idea be oh this thing is going to really thrive well in the wild I don't get it it's going to be really embarrassing if I'm wrong and gators are in Michigan but I thought we had I thought gators were like a Florida thing and crocodiles were other places. Or am I just completely wrong? There's a chance I'm going to have to cut out a good five minutes of this episode if I am. But I did have a frantic phone call from Dawson about an hour ago in which he said, why have you never told me about the Michigan dog man? And I said, what are you talking about? So apparently amongst other creatures I now have to be worried about when I visit home are the Michigan Dogman. Um, I googled this, and I'm just we're going to do some research together here. Um, but apparently, according to legends, the dog Michigan Dogman appears at a 10-year cycle that falls on years ending in 7. There have been sightings reported in several locations throughout Michigan, particularly in the northern 
area of the lower peninsula which is terrifying for anyone who lives in Michigan because we all love up north. It is a classic Michigan place. It says that there's a lot of history on this. It says that the creature is described as a seven foot tall, blue eyed or amber eyed, bipedal canine like animal, okay, with the torso of a man and a fearsome howl that sounds like a human scream. So, I'm never visiting home ever again. I guess on years that end in seven. Thankfully, we're not in any year that ends in seven, so we're safe. Um, but, catch me not doing that when, uh, when the year ends in seven. Apparently, in 1987, the legend of the Michigan Dog Band gained popularity when a disc jockey, Steve Cook, recorded a song about the creature and its reported sightings. That's amazing. Let's look that up right now. Michigan dog man song. This is pretty exciting. I don't know. Oh, here we go. I think this is the original dog man song. Let's see. Oh, of course there's an ad first. No one wants that. is plenty of that. Honestly, I'm scared. I'm home alone. So, uh, let's just not deal with that. But, I can imagine why that would be terrifying. Let's continue. Apparently, the creature was unknown to most of the modern world until the late 20th century. It's said to have been in the area of the Manistee River. Good, my brother was there last week. Um, since the Ottawa tribes lived there. Apparently, the first alleged encounter occurred in 1887 in Wexford County, when two lumberjacks saw the, a creature which they described as having a man's body and a dog's head. Again in 1937, another uh, person was attacked by five wild dogs. Apparently, one of them had two legs, and so reports of a similar creature came from lots of other places in 1967, and just continues on. So... Apparently, there's that. Um, but the, the song actually gets better. I'm learning so much. I'm just reading the Wikipedia article right now, so I will link that below. I know every teacher you've ever had has told you that Wikipedia is not a reliable source. But frankly, I think that um, it is for right now. So, um, apparently the disc jockey we talked about earlier, Steve Cook, the song. Um, apparently the song was an April Fool's joke. He based the song on myths and legends from around North America and had never actually heard of the real dog man at the time of the recording. He said, I completely made it up from my own imagination as an April Fool's prank for the radio and stumbled my way into a legend that goes back to Native American times. Um, he said he is skeptical about the existence of a real dog man, so that's good to know. Apparently, there's also a feature film called The Dog Man. Um, that is just all... A lot. So basically what I'm hearing is the dogman was popularized by a man who didn't know the dogman existed. So it's probably not real. But I'm really curious. I think we should do a whole episode. And I know we're not a true crime podcast, even though Dawson and I love true crime. So if you ever want us to do a true crime episode, we would definitely be down for that. But I would love to do an episode where we talked about like different urban legends in not even urban legends, but just like different folklore stories from different states because I feel like every state has their own like thing I feel like every city has their own thing like 
I just, I love those stories, and I obviously think, like, they're super interesting. I would love to, like, see what are, like, the ones around the area in Nashville, or, like, if you guys have a state with a really crazy one, um, I would love to see those submitted. So, um, hopefully my rambling wasn't too much this week, and that y'all enjoyed a solo episode. Oh, wait, we have more to talk about. Two things to talk about. Love Island and Outer Banks. This is the part of the episode where if you were a boy or a person who does not care about these things, we'll catch you next week for more of our regular scheduled programming. But you have a Maddie-hosted episode, which means you cannot possibly finish the episode without talking about some great TV shows. Um, I've been really, really into Love Island. Um... I just love it. I got on the bandwagon really late. This is the first season I've watched, like, in real time. Um, I've only ever watched other seasons, like, binge-watched them. Um, and I am just very, like, fascinated, very, up, like, very into it. So, I'm laying down my predictions right now just to set the record straight. I love Liberty and Jake. I know people have mixed feelings on him. I love him. I think they're great. I also love Faye and Teddy. So... I don't know who's winning, but those are who I have my bets on right now. We'll see where things are at in a week. I also would really recommend the new season of Outer Banks. I'm in the process of getting Dawson to watch it with me, but it is a super great show if you're looking for something new. Um, I also just started season three of All American. So those are my suggestions for the week. Um, As far as, you know, any other suggestions, I don't really know. Hopefully you like my little tidbit of reality and tv show suggestions because i know that i love hearing what other people are listening to it's like how i love seeing like restaurants like i started following a lot of like nashville destination tiktoks like people on tiktok who go to new restaurants and stuff because i'm always looking for new things to try so hopefully if you're a late night snack listener you are interested in listening and hearing what we're talking about and listening in our own lives And yeah, school starts here in a couple weeks, so we hope that you're getting ready to go back to school. Um, And we just again want to say thank you to all of our listeners, people. We've really developed a following and a a friendship with a lot of our international listeners now, and it just warms my heart to see people listening from so many different countries. Um, I know that we have a... a couple listeners in Hungary now, which is super cool for me because my, like, not my ancestry, but, like, my... um, Family history is in Hungary, so I think I've never visited, but I've always wanted to. So it's cool for me to see people from Hungary listening into the podcast. Um, and really just anywhere. We love getting to go on and look at the map every week, expand with new countries, and see how we're reaching people all over. Um, it means so much to us to have that reach and to have people who loyally want to come back and listen week after week. Even if it's an off week and we upload late or it's one of us and not the other person, Um When you take on a podcast as college students, um, it is a lot more difficult and involved than you would expect, but it's been so rewarding. I cannot believe that we're 22 episodes into the show, but I just would really like to say thank you to everyone. Um, And yeah, so thank you for listening to episode 22 of The Late Night Snack. You can reach us on Instagram at Late Night Snack Pod, or you can email us at latenightsnack.thepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next week. Both of us. Don't worry. We'll see you then. Bye. Well, I might as well get to it.